Welcome back to Remote Watch. Yeah, welcome to the second episode of Remote Watch. If you're here for the second episode, thanks for showing up for the first. Um, if this is your first episode of Remote Watch, welcome to the show, the show podcast that transcends time. <laughs> I'm Kaylee Lou, and that is Julia, who is just laughing because we are don't we don't know if this is take one or not. <laughs> so we're talking twelve hours apart. Twelve hours, finally. Yeah. Uh, thanks, daylight savings time. I now feel the need to go to bed earlier. <laughs> We did base this show on the idea that it's always going to be twelve hours apart anyway, and the fact that it's going to be twelve hours for the rest of the season works with our timetable. Yeah, it makes life ten times easier to schedule um, and try to stay awake at the same time. <laughs> I mean, granted, you'll probably end up doing getting some lunch at some point because you know it's night for me and uh, morning for you. My parents actually just left to go get lunch, so I'm not having <laughs> lunch yet. <laughs> So currently, it's Sunday morning, going to noon in Malaysia. And what time is it over there?、Uh, it is eleven eleven p.m. here. So make a wish.、Um, we have yet to get to midnight, <laughs> but you know, time isn't real. Wake up. Yeah, time isn't real, especially now. Now with this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I should be partying because it's Saturday night, but you know, COVID. So no.、Um, what are you usually doing on Sunday mornings? Uh, as a kid, I would be watching Sunday morning cartoons. As an adult, I just sleep in. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> okay, that that's fair. That's fair. I would do the same.、Um, WBTV ran my childhood back in the day. Teen Titans, let's go! Not Teen Titans Go, but Teen Titans, the original series. Hell yeah! That was my Sunday morning. <laughs> you have a channel called WBTV. Yeah, so、um, what is now known as CW is, I think it's still owned by Warner Brothers. Yeah, yeah CW is still so, owned by WB. Yeah, see, <laughs> exactly. But、uh, so here in America, CW is on Channel Eleven, which means everything WB related is also on Channel Eleven. Hence, why you get all the DC CW shows.、Um, so then on Sunday, Saturday mornings, we would get something called WB Kids TV. Actually, I messed up the name in the first time. We would get things like Teen Titans, anything WB related to like Justice League.、Um, I don't know why I'm just naming all the DC related things. I guess that's the only thing I was there for. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't even need that anymore because you have HBO Max now. Yeah, I know. So I can catch up on all those cartoons that I was、uh, talking about on Sunday mornings, which is great because now I can sleep in and still watch my cartoons. <laughs> Uh, in Malaysia, everything I watched was on either Disney Channel or Cartoon Network. So Teen Titans and Powerpuff Girls and、uh, everything of that was on Cartoon Network. So、I'd、we yeah we had something similar. It was like Teen Titans and Powerpuff Girls was also Cartoon Network, but also WB Kids TV, whichever you caught first. Oh, okay, weird. Yeah. So we are talking about cartoons because this is the episode where we're talking about. Live action adapted from kids' cartoons. How do we feel about those things, Julia? I want them to go away, very much. Please, thank you. <laughs> well, they're never going away because Archie was actually. Well, I say Archie, but I mean Riverdale. It's the same thing. Riverdale is actually confirmed for six seasons now. Really, six、It、seasons. The- At least six seasons. I'm sorry. If you do a time jump away from the teen stuff you were supposed to do, it's no longer the same show. 
Why are you still calling it Riverdale? <laughs> Those actors still need to pay rent. <laughs> Too bad so. they can do another movie. They look like they want to do another movie. Have you seen like those uh, compilations of like Lily Reinhardt being done with Riverdale for four minutes type videos on YouTube? No, I haven't. But I did hear that like KJ Apple was calling Riverdale like his version of jail. And he was actually yeah, but- in jail in that show. Highs <laughs> and lows of high school football. Oh. <laughs> Selling drugs with my nana in the fourth grade. Wow. So badass. Um, Juvie was crazy. As you can tell, I think that show is absolutely ridiculous. Well, it's not the only ridiculous teen TV show that was originally a kid's thing. The Powerpuff Girls is going to join its ranks. How do we no. feel? Yes, and isn't this also another CW thing? Yes, yes it is it CW, is. yeah. Oh my god. Okay, let me tell you. When they first announced this show in September, I was huffing and puffing. I couldn't, oh, sorry, it was August. Just checking out the articles now. Um, I was huffing and puffing. One, because I am a super huge superhero fan and Powerpuff Girls was my first superheroes. And now they're going to be, and I quote, <clears throat> Disillusion 20-somethings who resent having lost their childhood to crime fighting. What? What? How do you feel because, about it? Because that's how they're going to appeal to the teenagers. That's how they get hip with the Gen Zs by showing that adulthood is grim. And that's the only way society functions now. Everything is dark and sad. And everyone is a disillusioned 20-something, including you and I. I mean... but. It- we've got these teens doing school through their computer graduating into the midst of the pandemic and if we're gonna talk about 20 somethings because we are 2020 graduates we also Uh, graduated into a pandemic that is not great why do we need tv shows to reflect the way we feel too because there is no more escapism online is your supposed escapism and you are online all the time never off um honestly I was on the same boat as you on like, I do not want uh, Powerpuff Girls live action. It's weird. If we do one, why can't it just capture the fun and joy of the original one when it's already there? You have the source material of cute, fun, bright moments. And then we got like a dark thing instead. But they costed Chloe Bennett in it. And okay, I, I can go for it. I'll check out the pilot. Also, it's, the pilot's going to be directed by a female director and it's going to have a female showrunner. So maybe. Okay. I'm all for the representation. Hell yeah. Um, definitely after watching the new Justice League, I am <laughs> all for the female representation. Um, my problem is they're adapting little toddlers. Literally, Powerpuff Girls were probably in like pre-K when they were a cartoon into 20-somethings. Um, and at this point, I think just the aging up is the problem for me. Well, I mean, the actors for all these sorts of TV shows, they're always like never age appropriate, right? So like Archie, they were played by like 20. I say Archie, I mean Riverdale. I'm sorry, friends. Um, <laughs> so Archie is played by like a 20 something when he's supposed to be 17 and he's got like is a raging Is he 30 something? Is he? I'm going to look it up. <laughs> I think he's like 30-something. He's been playing 17 for like the past five, six old. years. He's 28. 
Oh, come on. I thought he was 30. He's not 30. He does He's look almost- 30, though. Well, that's what happens to child stars. They look so much older than they're supposed to look because we've seen them grow up. Because the industry has brought them down. I mean, have you seen Macaulay Culkin? Oh, yeah, fair. Have you seen Lizzie- Lindsay Lohan? Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, let's just hope that doesn't happen to Chloe Bennett um, in this new adaptation of Powerpuff Girls. I mean, she was like actually supposed to be a child star, actually, because like uh, she was she went to China to be a Chinese pop star when she was 15. But yeah, she went back to the United States and she did like the acting thing and then she did the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. thing. Also, fun! I'm mentioning Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. twice in two episodes of Remote Watch. This is your cue. Go watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Fun fact, if you didn't know that Kaylee was a fan of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you now know. know. If she mentions it in the third episode, that's your cue to Beetlejuice your way to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So we know the Powerpuff Girls is just going to join Riverdale in being the show that everyone's going to make fun of. That's the trajectory it's going. Let's talk about other shows you've made fun of. We've made fun of Titans for being for kids and now for <laughs> I don't know who it's for. I remember Teen Titans as being my first awakening because Robin was like my first cartoon crush. And then we get the Titans adaptation where Robin's fighting crime. And he just is like, fuck Batman. And everybody's like, yeah, that's so badass. That's what we need. We need dark teen Titans. And I'm here like, when there's trouble, you know who to call. Who to call. It's <laughs> over. <laughs> so, so yeah, um, Teen Titans is up there with a adaptation that became dark and disillusioned 20-somethings. Uh, how, how did you I, feel about that adaptation? Like, I'm sure it can't be as bad as Riverdale. Oh, definitely right? not. Because they're not run by the same people. Come on. I mean, I wasn't expecting to start Titans. I ended up starting Titans in Europe while it was still on Netflix. And my friend oh, and it's I not? it while we were in Vienna. No. Um, they I took it down? Before- okay. So what happened was I was in Europe while it was on Netflix. And then I went home and it's not on Netflix there. Now it's on HBO Max. Oh, yeah. Yeah, rights and shit. Oh, God. I hate the streaming wars so much. At some point, we'll probably go into it. But God. Yeah, so I haven't actually seen much of Titans apart from the trailer of F. Batman. Yeah, um, um, I, I want to say that Titans isn't as dark. Season two definitely is darker. And there are some characters that I generally don't care about. I was terrified with the like, the changes of the characters I do know, which is like Robin, Starfire, Raven, Beast Boy, which Cyborg is in Doom Patrol, but not in Titans, which bothers the heck out of me because I need a booyah in my life. Um, <laughs> you didn't even get a booyah in your Snyder Cut. No, oh my god. To be fair, I hate the booyah in the original Justice League anyway because it came out of nowhere. He was just like, they were standing next to each other and he just goes, booyah. Uh, that's huh? how you know that Ray Fisher just had to pay rent that day. <laughs> hey, Ray Fisher is winning now, okay? Cyborg in the new Justice League is the best part of the new Justice League. That's true, but it's also still as dark as everything else. It's everything we have to make is dark now. They're rebooting uh, Monster High, and I'm pretty sure they're making it dark. And I don't see how you're going to make that one dark because that one's for, like, young girls and who just happen to, like, 
monsters. Hear me mm. out. These mm. are all things that are made for kids that are now for teens. Well, supposed to be teens, but Riverdale's now aged. We've got Powerpuff Girls is disillusioned 20 somethings. We've got Robin cursing. And you know what the cause of all this is? Their parents. You can't tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> Hiram Lodge is a bad guy. He's the cause of all the problems in Riverdale. Heck, he sent Archie to Juvie. And we've got the whole Batman thing of, um, you know, Robin hating him. And that's Robin's motive for the whole first season. Then we've got Powerpuff Girls who, and I quote again, resent having lost their childhood to crime fighting. You know who put them in crime fighting? Professor Utonio. No, I was going to say, like, he... I didn't think that crime happened before the Powerpuff Girls were a thing because, and I'm going by like the original cartoon, Professor Utonium gets like the sugar spice, everything nice, and then Chemical X, and then the Powerpuff Girls were born. Was there crime already there before the Powerpuff Girls had to defeat crime? But uh, according to the movie, like their origin story is also semi-dark so you know okay you know the so opening. here here is a segment where julia explains to me the movie that i have not seen let's check it out the 2002 cartoon version of powerpuff girls so basically the details that we get is that professor utonium obviously goes out to get sugar spice and everything nice mm-hmm. to make his crime fighting girls what you find out is that he had like a a special monkey that hung out with him all the time named Jojo. And at that time, Jojo throws a tantrum because Professor Utonium obviously isn't paying attention to him because he's too busy making these little girls and shoves Professor Utonium into Chemical X. Chemical X not only lands in the pot that it's making the girls, but also lands on Mojo Jojo. Sorry, onto Jojo, creating Mojo Jojo. So basically, he creates the antagonist and protagonist of the series. So as a result, he really created the crime in Townsville. Gee. Yeah, so then the power Wow, so it was the dad all along. Yeah, yeah. So if if Professor Newtonian was never, like, scientist, huh, okay. Okay, but this is not to say that science is a bad thing. Go get your vaccine, boys and girls. Thank you. Oh yeah, no, no, I'm not anti-vax. I'm just saying that scientists in TV are often portrayed to be evil. So, oh, okay. So the new series can be like just evil Professor Newtonium because I don't know. I don't know, but they're still gonna have that angsty thing of I don't want to talk to my dad. Ugh. The problem with adapting the cartoon to live action is that some things just don't translate. Like when the girls fly, they have their colors streaming behind them. Are you going to do the same in the live action adaptation? The translating from animation to live action doesn't work. There is actually a case study on it because I wrote a thing on Wings and I hated the Wings adaptation. It was so bad. Let me tell you. Oh boy. So we're talking about Saturday morning cartoons. Wings was the one that I would always wait for. Like, okay, that one airs at 11.30. I would have half an hour to watch the crew become fairies and defeat crime. Well, not really crime, but like their enemies, depending on the season. Season one of three is great. Uh, season four was when I dropped off. It and it's okay. Um, but yeah, we get the live action where 
they have the gloomiest set. They tried to do like this uh, Hogwarts thing, and it's like, oh, they go to school in a castle, which is uh, true to the uh, cartoon where like they do go to school in a castle, but the castle is not dark. There is sunlight, and then <laughs> um, so they have magic, and I. Can tell their budget's not what they wanted because there are like scenes where it's just like, okay, I'm pretty sure you could do more than that, but I guess budget problems. And then they changed the plot from the original to this one because now there's love triangles and teen angst. The thing that did not translate the most is like, so the thing about Wing Club is that it's about fairies, right? And uh, they're teen girls, and then they transform into fairies. They get none of that shit. The reboot they try to justify it. Fairies lost transformation magic. It's like ancient magic. That's how they justify it. But I know they have no budget for it. They alluded it from episode one, and when we got to episode six, we have a transformation. The only thing they gave the character was wings, which is bullshit. If you've seen the Wings Club, <laughs> they get like colorful, fun like transformation, and they dance, and it's cool, and it's cute, and ah. If you want to see more about Kaylee's rambling about the whitewashing of the Wings Club, you can check her post out on Alternatics for further rambling. <laughs> but honestly, can you blame the darkness on that show on their parents as well? Oh, okay. So originally, so uh, we know that for Archie, Hiram was always like a mean on Archie anyway, even in comics. And then for... Powerpuff Girls, we have established that Professor Utonium is the root of the problems in the cartoon. But in the cartoon, Wings Club, Bloom's parents are the most supportive parents that you will ever see. But I don't know why in the reboot, they made the parents abusive. What? It's weird. Oh, yeah. So basically, um, uh, Bloom was like, I don't want to talk to my mom anymore. So uh, they got drills and drilled open the door and like they removed the door that Bloom slammed the door on her parents. And that was just weirdest moment. I mean, I was just going to blame all the teen angst stuff on like daddy issues because that's what it looked like. But it looks like uh, both of her parents are at fault at this point. <laughs> it, is, it is daddy, like parental issues because a lot of uh, what Bloom's motivation in, in the original cartoon was that um, she doesn't know who her real parents are. So mm. she's adopted. Please. Uh, okay, okay, okay. So then that also explains her not really knowing about her magic powers. I'm just... Assuming. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I... How do you not get Wings Club? So it's not on any networks that you watch. Oh, we did have Wings Club. I just missed it. <laughs> okay. Once Doctor Who entered my life, like, the cartoon okay. stuff kind of ended. So I missed, like, half a generation of cartoon things. <laughs> Wait, so how old were you when you started Doctor Who? eight years old oh wow that's really young yeah I mean when I when I first told you you know when we first met um yeah. I said I started Doctor Who really young I wasn't kidding <laughs> but you know it hasn't turned into like a dark tv show so I'm thankful for that I would say by season four like tens seasons so uh in season two it was like kind of light then season three was all right and then Season four was when he got like, oh, I am the last Time Lord and got quite existential about that. Oh my God, I hated those episodes, those those like five specials because he was like, I'm better than everybody. And I was like, yeah, hey, yeah. can we not? 
But, I mean, it's my uh, attitude towards a lot of things, but you know. I enjoyed those ones, though. I don't know why. Or maybe, I don't know. I might have to revisit that because I was also like, oh my God, teenager, no one understands me mood when I watch that. <laughs> So I don't know. Yeah, honestly, I felt the same too. It was like the point where I took a lull in, I mean, 11, the 11th doctor didn't show up till I was like 12. So my angsty moment didn't really happen until I was like 13. Yeah. If you're talking talk about angst, 11 probably one of the most angstiest ones, especially by the time when Clara comes around. It's cause of his eyebrows. <laughs> He has none. He has so, none. So it's, So the angstiness is in relation to how much eyebrows he has. So in season five, you can kind of see a little bit of eyebrows. <laughs> and then by season seven, he's like already shaved them all off. And that's <laughs> all the angst. I will also chalk this up to parental issues. You know why? Because the doctor has the genetics to regenerate. And at some point in the regeneration, it took away his eyebrows. So then you can blame it on his genes. Who made those genes? His parents we don't know yet or if you've watched the original you might know <laughs> uh, <laughs> stretch long long stretch that's a lot of things <laughs> that i end up doing which is a long stretch <laughs> so <laughs> you're here to stop me from doing that <laughs> i mean we share the same brain cells so i'm hoping you would so no is it the trajectory for everything that has been in the media like ip wise to go angsty and dark so like we said doctor who went a little dark and then uh wings the adaptation had to go dark powerpuff girls is on that way to go dark riverdale it archie comics started as a lighthearted sunday paper cartoon uh comic thing and then it goes riverdale's a special case it doesn't go dark it just goes weird um <laughs> thank you cw <laughs> <laughs> i think shows probably go dark when writers run out of ideas <laughs> the whole thing with like these cartoons is to like teach you a lesson like the powerpuff girls want to do good so you learn from them i guess how to do good and like be that child person of like this is great my main question is like what's supposed to be the takeaway from these teen shows it I should. I think I'm right in assuming that this is meant to be for our generation that grew up with the shows, right? Uh, I hope so, because uh, I think Riverdale was also marketed to us, like people. Well, actually, Riverdale was marketed to everyone. If you liked Archie comics, you should you could check out Riverdale. That was how it was marketed. But for this one, I'd say yeah, it's probably for us, because um, I don't see how any younger, like seven year olds, are into. 20-something disillusioned people going into society who hate their parents. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like I've seen plenty of seven-year-olds on TikTok being like, don't talk to me. I hate you, mom. And then come back for They're not later. seven. So. Right? <laughs> Please. They have to I be hope teenagers. Not. They're not With seven. the amount oh of sex God. scenes in Riverdale, no. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> They can't be seven. If there are seven-year-olds, please get off TikTok. I would I don't I won't say go outside but you know there has to be like cartoons dedicated for you guys. Hey, um Netflix has like some stuff that's for kids. Not Riverdale. Definitely not Riverdale. What does Netflix have that's for kids? Wait, hold up. Is Riverdale on Netflix there for you? Oh no, it's actually not marketed to me anymore because I dropped off. Oh. 
but I like it's not it's not recommended. When we were in England. It was considered a Netflix original. Yeah, I think because Netflix has like a hand in but the budget, I would say. So then, is this Netflix's fault? <laughs> oh yeah, for sure, it's Netflix's fault. Titans was Netflix's fault, kind of, right? Oh my god, I didn't realize that. Yeah, so we blame Netflix and the endless <laughs> need of streaming because we could have left these things alone, but we did not because we needed to make money from streaming, which you end up not doing because you have so many platforms. That's true, but these see, for me these teen TV shows actually air like on TV. I think oh. Titans was airing weekly here. I can't. I don't remember which channel. But it was like every week we'd get Titans. Um, every week we get Riverdale on Channel Eleven. Um, I don't know how it is for you, because uh, I know no. like Netflix in different places like specify certain things as Netflix originals, which is kind of dumb sometimes. I can't entirely I mean, blame this on Netflix. <laughs> for me, I can because this is a little thing for Malaysians. Basically, um, ever since Netflix came, we've basically cut the cord. So for our national TV, we have one service called Astro. And ever since Netflix came, I've asked around for my friends, do you still have like an Astro? Majority of them say no. The only reason why I still have an Astro box is because uh, my dad watches sports and that's the only way you can watch sports live. We don't have like, uh, what's the one that you have for sports? ESPN Plus, right? Well, yeah, it's, now it's ESPN Plus. Before, it, um, we also had like 10 different channels. Um, I mean, in terms of local TV, no, even we, like in terms of local TV, there's a lot of stuff that's moved around. So we uh, killed off one of our channels. So we had a really old uh, TV channel called uh, NTV7. Uh, they basically cut that one off of whatever it was doing. Then now they turn it into like an educational TV for kids, which I mean, I guess because uh, pandemic and they got to teach the children and all that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But even then that has like some controversy that I don't really want to get into. <laughs> I mean, yeah, now, now we've turned into the streaming wars. Um, I don't even have cable anymore. We have like direct TV, Spectrum, Verizon, but now we just have Wi-Fi, which has like 10 different streaming channels. Um, and at this point, I don't know where the kids get their cartoons. Is it YouTube? Well, uh, Netflix has like a little tab for like four kids thing. So does Amazon, but clearly those kids aren't clicking on that kid thing. Yeah, I'm an adult now, mom. I'm going to watch <laughs> the adult things. I'm going to go watch Riverdale because I think Archie's Jeez. hot. Oh, God. And I, that can't be a seven-year-old saying that. I can't. No, <laughs> no. I mean, we were raised on like uh, Jacob from Twilight, and you know everybody found him no, hot. No, 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 no. <laughs> we were like eleven, thirteen. That is an all right age to get into. Like, I mean, oh, so that's, so that's the right anyone. age to start thirsting. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's <laughs> that seems the age where you fall in love with things that have like a lot of cringe in them and if that's what 11 year olds and 13 year olds are into which is like Riverdale and Teen Titans and Wings and in the future Powerpuff Girls I have less problems with it but I don't know what do teens consume I guess anime 
the anime channel still there i think we don't have an anime channel here it's like oh, you gotta okay. go on, on crunchyroll funimation hulu like whatever you're streaming is that's how you find it um my whole thing is these animes aren't really being adapted into live action here in america um, um if somebody wants to do their research and prove me wrong go ahead someone's done death note death oh, note is oh yeah, yeah death note did have an adaptation yeah oh god <laughs> there's also cowboy bebop that's coming Oh yeah, I forgot about that too. But is that about yeah, dissolution? No, that's not about dissolution twenty somethings. I don't no, know. My why whole thing things. is with the kids watching, you know, dark teen adaptations. That's meant to be marketed for them, and it's always about twenty somethings who are trying to get their life together and are just depressed because they can't. So in that case, I guess there's supposed to be like a form of realism for everybody who's watching. But it just gets more ridiculous with time. Because I don't know about you, but I never did drugs in in high school or even now. Like, I just I don't do that. But, you know, there's Jingle Jangle. Um, that's a thing. <laughs> it looks like pixie sticks. So it's like, I mean, they encouraging Euphoria the kids has, like, out? drugs as well. But Euphoria is not an adaptation that was for kids. Euphoria already marketed itself as something else entirely. Euphoria is the basis of uh, e-girls and e-boys. Huh. Oh. Maybe. I don't know. Probably not. If you quote me on this and I'm wrong, I'm sorry. Oh, God. No. No, I think that was before Euphoria, no? I feel like the emo it could scene... Be. It could be before. No, the emo scene trend had to be the inspiration for e- e-girls and e-boys. It had to be. Mm. We'll put a pin on that. <laughs> if someone also wants to do the research on that please do i don't know i just miss like making original things like i don't get why we have to like uh market on the faces that there's already an established fan base for a thing that people like and we're gonna redo it and make more money out of it because that's just um it sucks for everyone it sucks for the creators because they have to like try and make the people old people who liked it and get new people to watch it and also it sucks for the fans because like they already enjoyed a thing why do they have to like get into a new thing the new thing's not gonna be like the old thing at all and it never recaptures the old thing i mean but if we're really gonna blame it on parents and the streaming wars the only people who benefit from this are the executives you know why? Because you don't have to greenlight an original show if you already know there's an established fan base, and the like skeleton of a script based on something that already exists. They're like, let's go, let's make easy money. So, long story short, older people are benefiting. Oh my god, from our suffering. old people are to blame. Oh my god, we're <laughs> okay, boomer. Here. Is oh it boomers god. that are doing yeah. this? I'd say boomers are the ones doing it. I mean, have you seen the dialogue in these things? I mean, it combines like parents and streaming wars combined. It's the old people up top. That's their, it's their fault that these are a thing. So do you think they're just like going around to their teenage daughters going, so what do you want to watch this week? Oh, God. (laughs) And then they go around to their friends. I remember when my daughter was watching something called Powerpuff Girls. Don't you think that'd make a good TV show? Oh my god, I, I want to be in that pitch room. Like, I want to see how they pitched it. It's just like, oh, so Blossom, Bubbles, and Buttercup, they're, they're 20 now, and they're lost in life because they spent their childhood fighting crime. <laughs> what do you think? Oh my god, tell me they renamed themselves, because I'm sorry. As a 20-something, I would not want to be named Buttercup. 
Yeah, no, watch them go up to somebody on campus and be like, actually, my name's uh Are Rosie. They be in college? If they're 20 something. How ooh, how ooh, what range of 20 are we talking about? Yeah, what range of 20 are we talking about? Because if they're 25, I don't see them being in college. If they're 21, maybe? I don't know. I don't okay. know. The trend now I've seen on TikTok is that not everyone goes to college anymore. That's true. But also we've established that they get really old actors to play younger roles. So I wouldn't be surprised if you get all three girls in college or something. Mm. I don't know. I don't want them to be in college. I'd rather them like be looking for jobs and then just, I don't know. I don't know what I want out of this actually. But how else are we supposed to get that angst of, oh, I hate my dad. And I realize that because I'm no longer living with him. <laughs> it's a rite of come- passage, no, people. Listen, and then they have to come back together for Christmas. And then they have that tense conversation around the dinner table because, you know, you have to in a teen angsty TV show where they'd be like, you know, dad, I don't want to be a crime fighter anymore. I can shoot lasers from my eyes, but I don't care about you anymore. Because the thing about dark marketing, it's because like post 08, the dark night came out and then everything was dark. <laughs> so can I blame Batman? So so the takeaway you're getting is also fuck Batman. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I am I am Team Robin. Fuck Batman. <laughs> when there's trouble, you know who, you know to, call. who to call. Not yeah. Batman. <laughs> I correct me if I'm wrong. Um um, well, to be fair, back in the day, people never like took, oh, this was a cartoon that people like, let's make it live action. I don't think people took cartoons from the 80s and tried to make them into live action, except in movies, which is like Scooby-Doo, right? Scooby-Doo, Spider-Man, X-Men, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Yeah. So I think we can blame Batman because like uh, Nolan's Dark Knight made everything dark. Then subsequently, like it made Spider-Man, like uh, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man dark. And then all the TV shows had like the overlay of like a dark, uh, like a grimy dark layer that's just like desaturated colors and everything. That's true. But also, because like- back then the live action adaptations, like you said, X Men, it was a cartoon. It became movies, and it wasn't that dark. But also, if you had a dark cartoon, really, would you watch it? It won't be made for us though, because I'm I'm sure they are like dark in color cartoons. also known as anime (laughs) i mean if you haven't seen attack on titan but the first season's pretty colorful so you can see the blood in all hd 1080p (laughs) bright color red so if you want to talk dark and colorful there you go uh this is where julia plugs attack on titan and i plug ages of shield because that's the thing that we always plug but yeah, I guess main takeaways for our episode on teen shows going dark is we blame old executives as slash bad parenting, mm-hmm. the streaming wars for needing content to be streamed for people and making money, mm-hmm. and Batman, if so, it, Nolan's Batman specifically. So screw you, capitalism. Um, we all know it's your fault. So. Mm-hmm. Thanks for ruining our shows. Actually, not thank you. You know. But we'll probably be watching the Powerpuff Girl live action because we're curious. Yeah, curiosity usually gets the best of me anyway. So expect a review at some point. 
Yay! <laughs> In terms of things you're curious about, what are you watching now? Uh, I haven't been watching as much TV, but I've been reading a lot of YA fiction because I'm regressing to my 2013-2014 self. So, uh, I just finished that um, Shadow and Bone trilogy and the Six of Crows series thing because it's going to be a Netflix thing, which is also another thing of capitalism <laughs> where you add, adapt things that were already there into TV because there's an already established audience. But I will say about this, I didn't like the trilogy. I like the duology a lot. So I don't know why they're merging the two in the same series, but I'll check it out. And also you guys can check it out too when it's out on Netflix, April 23rd. That's extra, extra darkness. Um, now I feel like I need to pick it up. I have about 20 days to catch up. Let's go. What are you watching now? Um, I also have not been watching a lot of TV. Um, I'm not going to suggest the Justice League. What I will suggest... <laughs> um, I mean, if you don't want to relive a year ago, I literally, literally just finished this movie called Lockdown that's on HBO Max. So it's about two characters named Linda and Paxton who are living in London during the pandemic. So like back to March 2020, if you want those bad feelings um, or feel reminiscent for the time where we all made that weird ass coffee, um, you can go back then. Um, it's about uh, them living in London and trying to decipher their relationship because they're fresh off a divorce. And then they make this big decision together. So it's basically like marriage story meets Ocean's 8. And that's all I'll say about it. <laughs> I've seen the trailer for that. And it's like one of the few films that they filmed through all the restrictions and everything. I'll, I'll, I'll check that out. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, go check it out. It honestly surprised me. I enjoyed it. So highly recommend. All right, then. Thank you for listening to this episode of remote watch catch us next time as we talk about jojo rabbit slash our obsession with taika waititi <laughs> yeah and goodbye everyone bye